0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 128 of The Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So I'm really excited about today's episode. It's mid-November. It's We're hunkering down for the fall and winter season. We're looking ahead to the holidays. And today, we're going to talk about routines, rituals, and traditions. And specifically, we're going to talk about how those things change when you've had kind of a major life change. So I think we all aspire to create traditions and rituals in our family. But the truth is you don't set them up once and then just right. ride it's them not out, a set
1: it and forget it kind of situation. N-
0: not at all. So anytime you go through a big life change, whether that's a move across the country or a new baby, or like a change in role, somebody goes back to work or changes jobs or starts traveling, or there's an illness or a disabil- dis- disability or a divorce. So anytime any of these things happen, I think it kind of causes us to reflect and just look at how the routines and rituals and traditions are working in our family and maybe give us an opportunity to start some new ones. So Megan, I, I know this relates a little bit to what's going on in your life. Do you want to just kind of update everybody and share how this relates to you? Well,
1: you know, obviously I am at the tail end um, of a divorce and, um, my ex actually just moved out of the house about a little over a month ago now. And so while it's been coming for a very long time, over a year, really suddenly the rubber is hitting the road as far as my life changing a whole bunch. Like um, the daily, how it's impacting da- daily exactly. schedules. And, yeah, exactly. And so, and this will also be the first holiday because last year, even though we were separated by the time the holidays rolled around, we kind of ran it very much as though it were a holiday any other holiday yeah, so it was fresh all of yeah it was and it was we just didn't change things we did everything just like the way we always had um so this year that will be very different and we're having to kind of figure out who's going to be here when and who's going to one of the kids going to be with him and are we going to do some things together and some things not together and how's that all going to look and so everything is changing and well I like a lot of spontaneity in my daily life I'm very big on traditions at the holidays so yeah. that's really hard and like something now that I'm having to kind of Think about how I can hold on to the stuff that I really need to hold on to, and then what maybe I don't need to hold on to so yeah. hard, and what will make my life easier to just let go of, and things like that. So, yeah, well, we're I'm, gonna,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm We're gonna get into all of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably gonna pick your brain a little bit and see how things are working for you, and then I have right. some thoughts as well. Um, also, everybody, Katie joins us at the very end of this show, joins me, I should say, for one of my regular segments with Katie, which is a ritual we love on this show. So, mm-hmm. stay with us all the way to the end.
1: That's from our, our place.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: So, shall we get into it? Let's do. All right. So, of course, I thought we should kind of back up at the beginning, like we like to do. And I'm calling this episode Routines, Rituals, and Traditions, which I think is kind of a fun way to structure it because these things are all important, but they're all a little Mm -hmm. different. So I kind of made some notes on how I see the difference and I'll just go through them real quick. And I don't know what you think about this, but to me, a routine is sort of like a something that happens daily or weekly that just sort of helps us move throughout the day and manage our family. So you have morning routines, you have after school routines, you have bedtime routines. And often they're sort of solving a problem or like helping you be more efficient. And if routines get if they're not helpful, or they become stressful, then you got to shake them up and try some new ones. So that's kind of how I see routines. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And then a ritual to me is kind of like a routine that starts to have added meaning or be meaningful to the family culture or your personal happiness. So like, I remember when you used to talk about, you would have tea with Clara Every day when the kids were off at school, especially before she started school herself or Mm -hmm. when her school started later. And it probably started like that was just a routine. Like the kids went off to school. You made her toast. You made her tea. But after a while, those types of routines, I think, actually sort of become a ritual because there's now there's sort of like emotion and meaning attached to it. So, yeah,
1: I would actually take that one step further, too, and say to me, a ritual is one piece of what happens inside um, you can have a routine that's made up of many rituals,
0: mm-hmm. Ooh, that. I like makes that. Sense. but it's, yeah. like, it's like
1: the one piece. So yeah. the tea time might, might be the, the ritual that
0: takes place in our everyday morning, morning routine. routine. Okay. I like that. I like that yeah. as well to me. The, yeah, the word ritual just implies that there's something sort of meaningful there's, about it. Yes, Whereas a routine could be completely just the, you know, just to get well, through the and, day. yeah
1: and, and ritual also has religious and spiritual overtones it does. as well. So, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And yeah. then I kind of, I actually, I put tradition and then I was like, wait, how is tradition different? And I, I actually looked at, <laughs> this sounds so silly, but I kind of looked up the definitions of tradition and really what it comes down to is traditions are Not just annual, which we often think of them as holidays and something you do every year, but they're really rooted in family culture or even Mm -hmm. religion, society, culture. So it's just, it's something with a bigger reach. And that totally makes sense to me. Rituals feel smaller. Traditions feel... Bigger, more kind of overarching and something that's kind of passed down from generation to generation. Right. So. And
1: and also there's traditions, which are things that you do, and then there's tradition, right? With like a tradition. capital T, and that right. is all of it. You know, the overarching yes. this is what is done. This is yes has always it's been done. Yeah. And so there's those things that um it's hard to parse out like the differences sometimes when you're in that day-to-day routine, if right. you will. And sometimes it's also hard to figure out like just because something is tradition does that make it the right tradition for you and how do you keep those ties without yes like being bogged down by something that's
0: not working or is outdated so and it's it's funny our listeners who've like listened to all of our episodes have probably heard us talk more about how traditions can change and evolve over time because we've We have spent some time on that, especially around the holidays, but we really haven't talked about the flip side, which is when you do want to be intentional and start some traditions, where do you start? And so I think that's more, we're going to spend more time on that today, which will be fun. Um, I also just want to say like for our new mom listeners, people who are just in survival mode, you are, you are starting your traditions and starting to create these rituals without even knowing it. You don't and even know it's happening. You, and it's like, thing. it doesn't have to be something that's added to your to-do list. I think for many years, I just felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants every holiday season, every after school and, and little by little, these things emerge. So I don't want anybody to feel like, oh crap, now I've got to start traditions. You know, I think no. some of our listeners have written to us and want to be intentional about this, but if this is not the year where you feel like you can add this to your right. list, then don't just, and I also want to listen.
1: say some, some, and I, of course, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like some of the rituals and traditions and that I now do with my family were born out of those just getting by. Years. Yes. When I was just coming up with shortcuts or things that I could like little easy things I could do that would make me feel really good about yep. the holiday. Like one example is like, um, you know, leaving a, like a crumbly pile. Of uh, like a like a little crumbly cookie on the plate yeah. after Santa eats the cookies, like that. I think was just because one year I was so behind on everything that the cookies weren't homemade and whatever. Like I just felt like this was one silly little thing I could do in yeah. literally three seconds. Yeah, and had and that became something I did every single year because it was easy and it was it it just worked. Yeah, so yeah. the how the cookies were made became less much less important than that little detail which was the easiest thing possible
0: right so, totally yeah. <laughs> no it just they yeah. they almost developed themselves but um yeah. yeah absolutely so i'm gonna kind of ask you a few questions because we started the sure. show talking about how this your family systems are changing this fall and definitely this holiday season so um, what have you noticed about kind of the rhythm of a week? Um, that's probably one of the bigger changes I would think for you with the kids schedule and stuff. So yeah. what, what's kind of changed about that? Or what oh, have you noticed? Every, everything yeah. has
1: changed. Um, and, and I will also say, you know, while there's a lot of sadness and loss wrapped up in a divorce, I'd like to also recognize Some of the positives, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm sure there are listeners who are going through the same thing or maybe coming into that situation. So one of the real positive things is because now we um, we are doing 50 50 shared parenting Mm -hmm. and nothing forces um, the kids to get better at going to each parent equally Mm -hmm. and forcing both parents to more or less equally share those Mm -hmm. responsibilities emotional and otherwise as literally not having the other parent around right. Three and a half days a week. Yeah. So we switch on and off where it's, um, I have the kids every, uh, every other Saturday, every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday and every Wednesday morning. And then he has them Wednesday evening, Mm -hmm. um, Thursday, Friday, and then every other Saturday. It's a little confusing, but it works pretty well. No, it makes sense. And so, You know, on the days where I don't have the kids, um, I don't really have to think about a whole lot of parenting related stuff. Now, of course, I still do. There's, yeah, like like last week, um, we had a a birthday party Mm -hmm. in the household, and I had to think about that while I was, you know, not with the kids. I was still doing that kind of planning. You're still still a mom. I'm still a mom, and I never forget. I never turn the mom part off. I'm still thinking about the kids. I'm still wondering you know what's when i'm going to fit this doctor's appointment into the schedule or there's so many little tasks involved with parenting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and especially you know moms tend to take on the brunt of that yes stuff, we whether, do whether it's right or wrong we do yep. and the mental load yep. and that never goes away but what's different now is that I, some days all i have is the mental load i don't yes. have the physical load and that makes a huge difference because strangely enough, I'm not distracted from the business of motherhood by the act of motherhood. Like I don't have to actually be like actively mothering my children and also thinking about the bigger picture, which is their well being and all these other little details that go into it. I can kind of focus on one or the other. I can also focus more on work and I've gotten really good at being like the two days, um, you know, and speaking of changes, I also took on a full-time job for the first time in 15 years. Right. I've had a full-time outside of the house job. Right. And so that's another huge change, but I'm really good about leaving work at four o'clock on the days of the week that I that I'm picking the kids up. Mm-hmm. Like, those are non-negotiables because I know that the other three days I can stay a little late right. if I have to. Right. Or I can work in the evenings if I have to or whatever it is. And I've gotten much I've gotten much better about setting certain days aside as sacred to family mm-hmm. and mom stuff and kids stuff because I know I can make up for it later. And when I was around the kids all the time, I never knew that, like I never knew when, I might have time again to squeeze this or that in. So I found myself always feeling like I had to squeeze everything into right. every moment and not really being able to kind of prioritize. So those are really positive things. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So my week has is, is very much more structured than it was. And
0: I'm finding that there, there's a lot of really good things about. That. I was going to ask if it feels kind of comforting. I'm sure it's hard to get used to, to have the kids, you know, physically absent for yeah, that more time, hard. but is I, it, I would think it would be kind of comforting to have the schedule be relatively regular. Like, Like, like you said, like you're starting to notice that you can concentrate togetherness in these days and concentrate work on the other days, because I am so comforted by ritual and routine. I don't need every day to look the same, but I do like the rhythm of a week. And um, so I would think that there would be some comfort in that. Like things seem hard on those days where they're gone, you know, they're coming home for Saturday and Sunday or whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I have a calendar. Um, One of the first things I actually did when John moved out was put a dry erase calendar like a week at a glance on the fridge mm-hmm. and it says when I bought it on Amazon I can actually link to it cuz I, I like okay. it a lot I, it's very simple it's a very simple layout um it just gives you like the week schedule like the week like a box for each day of the week mm-hmm. and then there's a couple like areas for notes below it and that's it and so and I write down you know cuz because we do switch Saturdays on and off on. yeah. and once in a while one of us will take the whole weekend for this or that and you know right. so i want the kids to know and i want me mm-hmm. to know i like to look at it and just yeah. be reminded and so i re- i have everything written down like mom's house all day you know mom's am mm-hmm. dad's pm and then below that it's got our menu and stuff like that and so um it's i li- i live inside my calendar a lot mm-hmm. more than i used to yeah. but that's not a bad thing like no. I-, I find that it helps me like i just looking at it and going this is how my week is going to look. And just knowing that is very comforting. Yeah, I, I,
0: I really like that. Yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I, I live in my <laughs> calendar all the time, as you <laughs> know. Um, So what what ways have you found? Or maybe if you're not there yet, do you want to find to kind of create that feeling of togetherness as a family since the kids are and also, by the way, if, if for newer listeners, you have, you know, your oldest is almost 20. Your second oldest is 18. So you also have kids who are you know, in the process of flying the nest anyway. Right. So so yeah. what ways have you found in this new phase to create that togetherness as a family?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one um, because there's so much flux happening right now. Not only has my work situation changed, the living situation has changed. We don't do vacations all together the same way that we were for a while because my budget has changed. Yeah. Um, and two of my kids are adults. Yeah. I will say I feel like my two oldest boys want to be home more than they used to. Mm-hmm. I've really sensed from them sort of this like man of the house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And them taking a much, especially Jacob, like really taking a very active role and kind of being like the wise elder to the littler kids, mm-hmm. which has its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, you know, you don't know more than me. And like, stop trying to kind of one up me. Right. In the parenting department. You're still my kid. And um, but I, I don't know how that's going to look. I, I'm still working on it. I am not I think right now I'm trying to keep it really low key. Like right now we have Sundays where usually there's nothing going on. And I'm usually home most of Sunday or all of Sunday, depending mm-hmm. on the weekend. And Monday evenings, I've tried really hard to keep completely open. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes that's not possible. But for the most part, Monday evenings, there's nothing scheduled. The calendar is clear. Um, we're all going to eat together on mm-hmm. Sundays and Mondays. And like I said, like, I'm just trying to infuse more meaning and concentrated um quality into the fewer days mm-hmm. and in some ways it's nice like in yeah. some ways it's kind of nice to know mondays and or sundays and mondays are my drop dead no matter what happens we are all in the house eating yeah and or going out together and eating if that's the way it goes and tuesday nights we're also together those nights tend to be busier for one reason or another and that's okay too because those are the nights that i might you know try to make things easier on myself as far as dinner goes or that might be the night that like i'm allowed. i kind of let um things go like like chore lists and things if we're busier we just are but sundays and mondays we really those are like the days i have slotted in my head and actually marked off on my calendar as we're all just hanging out days and we still do a lot of the same things we used to do we still all hang out in the kitchen we still listen to music we still talk in there that hasn't really changed i think we just don't have a lot of the same opportunities right now to spend lots of time right together, but that'll come back as well. And, and it was going to change anyway.
0: And well, that's all, what I, I wanted to add change. is I, I wanted to add that like, I don't have teenagers yet, but I know just from people who do that as the kids get older, even in a married two parent household, it's hard to find two nights a week where everyone's home. I mean, right. people just have their activities and their people are busy. So you, in a way you've sort of been forced to be intentional about it for various right. reasons, but that is a challenge I think for all families, not just divorced right. families. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was also going to ask about, is has anything changed about finding one-on-one time with each kid or is that just kind of happened naturally as you go to various activities throughout the week? We did an episode one time on on sort of making the most yeah. of little pockets of one-on-one time. Have you found that that's more important or just happening naturally? Anything changed there?
1: It does happen naturally a lot. I think that the kids, and I, just, I think the cat, honestly, has,
0: <laughs> this is going to sound so silly, but... This dang
1: cat has been like the best thing for my family ever. And one of the reasons is because she hangs out in my bedroom almost all the time. Mm -hmm. And my bedroom is on the main floor right off of the uh, back door, which is where Mm -hmm. everyone comes in from school and and close to the kitchen. And so the kids are just constantly wandering into my bedroom to say hello to the cat. So I get so much time where if I'm in my room for any reason, working or just hanging out there's like always a kid in here
0: it's like office hours you just have it really is
1: <laughs> and they all just kind of file in and they'll sit and talk to me about the cat Owen looked at me one day and he said mom this cat's the best thing at this family the best decision this family has ever made <laughs> and it was like <laughs> he was so sincere he really meant it he was so cute but so i i find that it's happening more or less naturally uh-huh. um I'm doing spending a lot of time in the kitchen again, which is nice on those on Sundays and Mondays. And I'm finding that the kids also wander in there individually and talk to me. So I'm, I'm finding that it's happening in pockets. What hasn't been happening and I'm trying to kind of figure out a way to make it happen are those like outings and right. You know, those kinds of things. So I'm, what I think I might start doing is on Tuesdays, I've got a, probably and I have a radio event. that's like every second or third Tuesday. But even on those weeks, I don't have to be there till six so I have about two hours between mm-hmm. the time the kids get picked up and I'm thinking I'm probably going to add in like some kind of one-on-one date mm-hmm. on Tuesdays from four to five, you know, yeah. just pick the kid up, go out, grab ice cream, yeah. something little. And and just, yeah. it's not even about the quality of the conversation. I, I don't personally find that I have better conversations with my kids when we're out. I agree. When we're at home, but it's something special that makes them feel special that they can look forward to. That and They can look forward to.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's fun. a, Big part of it is like when they are on, when they see that they're on the calendar and that there's a a little bit of structure around it, even if, like you said, and I found the same thing on our one on one dates, that it's not, it doesn't end up feeling that much more meaningful. But what's meaningful about it is the message getting sent to them that they are on the calendar for that once in a while, you know, and it doesn't have to be that often. But yeah, Yeah. I think that's, I think that can be really effective. Um,
1: And I'm actually getting a lot of that one on one time with Jacob and because he, um, doesn't usually go to dad's for the three days because, okay. you know, he doesn't really have any reason to. He's got his stuff going on here. In he's, an yeah, and he's, he's an adult. And he's an adult and John is working during the day anyway. So he would just be like by himself, you no know, right. really, no reason. So I find that he and I end up just hanging out more because mm-hmm. we are just together more. Yeah. He's just in the house and so am I. So we'll go out to dinner or whatever yeah. more. And it's kind of nice. Like, it's nice to have that with an adult kid that I, yeah. who probably of any of the kids got the shortest shrift on that only because... We were together constantly till he was two. And then all of the siblings were born. Yeah. Yeah. So he really didn't get a lot of that for many years. He just yeah. kind of had to, you know, suck it up and be the big, the oldest.
0: So yeah, that's kind of cool. Actually, That's really cool. As an oldest, I, that is really cool. Um, do you feel like there's any rituals or any areas of, as we talk through this that are not cutting it right now or that you want other than the one-on-one kid dates that you you want to find time to add more in. I was going to ask you too about finding time for yourself or your friends but that that has to kind of come naturally with the days that you are kid-free right
1: yeah it does to some degree and as long as I don't overdo my schedule which I have a bad habit of doing Mm -hmm. I want to fill time I don't want to sit around by myself at home so I tend to like put stuff on the calendar and sometimes wish I hadn't right (laughs) um but so, what was your first question? oh my first not yeah. working
0: yeah, or or something that feels like it's not quite locked into place yet, like that that you'd like to add in ritual ritual or routine wise, yeah,
1: I don't right now, I am not making enough time to get things done that I have to get done when the kids are around. I keep forgetting oh, that they're okay. gonna le- be gone, yeah, and so um if let's let's say there was like a birthday party coming up and I had to sit down with the kid whose birthday was coming up and make invitations. Right and i really wanted them to get the invitations out by friday of this week well if i don't sit down with them by monday night right it's not going to happen because they're and not to say that they couldn't also do that at their dads they totally could but there are things i take responsibility for yeah and you're not more important you're not there
0: the face-to-face is like so much easier to get things done yeah
1: yeah so that kind of stuff i find that i'm just forgetting like i'm forgetting that i don't have them around all the week all weekend every weekend so i've got these planters in my backyard and it's been you know, it's not winter here yet, but it's feeling like it's been feeling like winter for a while. And those need to be emptied and stored. And I have not made time to do that. Not just with the kids, but just on my own. Like I've, my time has filled. Um, That's going to be a challenge as I go into the holiday. I think that what I'm going to find is as I go into the Christmas holiday, I just don't have as much opportunity to do stuff as I used to like Mm -hmm. it's just not readily available like anytime I could just say hey kid and -hmm. that's also a lot to do with work Mm -hmm. I'm finding it to be really careful if there's like a prescription that needs to be picked up I had to get contacts a few weeks ago and honestly like I kept forgetting to go get the contacts in the place um my optometrist is right mm-hmm. by the radio station, and mm-hmm. I kept meaning to go there after I got out of the radio in the morning, but I kept forgetting. And then there was never any time during my day that I could get mm-hmm. back over to that side of town. Mm-hmm. Like it just never happened. And so I was using the same contacts like four days in a row. Mm-hmm. So it was just you know like a little silly, yeah. But it, that but it was so stuff like that, like just a yeah. little getting things done, yeah. Um, that stuff is a challenge. I think most of our real routine, like so, routines, rituals, yeah. and traditions, I think will be actually easier.
0: Yeah, because you're you're sort of forced to be intentional with this. Exactly. new. It's, it's like you're in a clean slate situation. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but the productivity and the time management. Yeah, it's all new. OK, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free.
1: Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash momhour. This deal's not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash momhour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults.
0: Okay. Are you still on the hot seat? Are you okay if I still keep asking you questions? Yeah, no, you can keep grilling me. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Well, let's just talk a little bit about the holidays. We kind of started going there. Um, But I know our listener, a lot of our listeners are interested in holiday traditions, how we do things and also how to start traditions. So how will the holidays be different for you guys this year, both functionally, like, you know, where the kid's going to be and all that. And then also, I know you kind of have new traditions on your mind this year.
1: Yeah, I do. Well, they'll be different in that um, for Thanksgiving, the kids will go to John's. They will be at John's house that day. Um, we're still working out how we'll do that going forward. This year, we t- decided just to kind of make it like a transitional year. So we'll try to keep things pretty close to the way they used to be, but there'll be some differences. And then okay. next year, I think it'll probably be more different, but we don't want to do it all at once. Um, so this year, the kids will go to John's for Thanksgiving, but I will come and have dinner with them. Okay. And then as we always do, the kids will end up, the kids and I will go to my sister's house for the weekend. We've been doing that forever. Okay. I don't see that ever changing. We'll probably go, like on Friday or Saturday. Yeah, or- we'll go Friday Okay, um, and stay until Sunday. Okay. Now next year it might be, we don't go till Saturday. Right. But I think we'll continue to do that. Um, We've also just decided like some holidays will become mine and some will become his because mm-hmm. like, I really just don't care about 4th of July, for example. Right. Um that much right. so he can kind of have it and then I'm going to get New Year's Eve because that's when my family comes in and yeah. out of town so I just I, I know that there are family and everyone has to do it the way that works for them and I know there are families who like literally every year switch back and forth so like every other Easter every other mm-hmm. and I would almost rather just own the holidays I own mm-hmm. and not really worry about like do and then come up with my own rituals for the re- yeah. and traditions for the years that I don't have the kids mm-hmm. because i uh, I liked when I start doing something, I want to do it every time. Yeah. (laughs) So um, it would be really hard for me to switch back and forth every year. Harder than just being like, okay, I'm never going to do sparklers with the kids. Like I don't
0: care that much. And also your kids are a little bit older. And they're older. You you know, you had some time when they I've were little Done to, a lot of that stuff you've so. done a few fourth of july parades you're good yes, on parade
1: exactly i'm good i'm pretty good on that um i will say christmas is the one that's different because yeah. there's just so much emotion wrapped up in christmas and so much history and it goes so far back so this year christmas um we will do christmas uh, i'm trying to remember now christmas eve here the kids will sleep here we'll do christmas morning here and then john will take the kids for christmas Day. day okay which has generally speaking been a very lazy day yeah and that'll be hard but yeah. i think because i'll get christmas eve and i think th- that'll probably be the one we switch end up switching back and forth more. yeah like you know and that's okay because yeah there's still a lot you can do. I mean, Christmas is such a long holiday too. Yep. And it's a, it's a whole season. Right. You still have so much opportunity to do those things. So I'm okay with that. Um, it's a little bit, but I mean, it's hard like having the conversation about it. I was choked up the entire conversation, even though neither one of us was angry or like being in any way unreasonable. It was just like, hard to get through the conversation just because I'm thinking, Oh, things are going to change. And
0: well, and you I think know, with yeah, Cr- things are going to change. Yes, they are. And that's true no matter what. And I think with, right. with, when, when your kids are little and you went through this because you had five kids. So for many, many, many years, your job was sort of the puppet master of Christmas. Like right. we take on this role as moms, especially to like choreograph the way our kids are going to experience Christmas. And that goes from right after Thanksgiving all the way up through Christmas day. And so right. I would imagine there's, there's a little bit of letting go of that if they are physically yes. not going to be in your house, but also as they get older, there's some letting go of that because they, they experience Christmas no matter what. Yeah. And no matter what, they
1: are not going to be in my house every Christmas right. for the rest of time. You know, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, they will always be like, sooner or later Jacob is going to want to do stuff with his friends right. over the holidays and they're going to start their own families like this is good this change is going to happen regardless yeah it's just happening a little sooner than i expected it yeah. to happen and i didn't expect it to happen in this way yeah so, of course you know so yeah. there's that is hard but yes it and Just like everything else, it'll take me some time to get used to it. And then I think we'll probably get in a rhythm and
0: yeah. And then are there any completely change things and start? Well, I was just going to ask, have you thought of anything totally wacky and new you want to do this year? Just in the name of it's going to be different anyway. So why not try a new tradition or anything different? I think this year I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah.
1: But I think I could see myself next year, especially if we end up switching to where I don't have the kids either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I could see. Um, going someplace Mm -hmm. I've kind of always thought when the kids were older and maybe when like the stockings and and being in the right place and like the Santa thing you know wasn't as big of a deal I kind of thought I could see myself maybe not being around on Christmas and doing something completely different so this could be a good opportunity to try that I don't know yeah
0: yeah definitely but yeah this this year it makes sense it makes that makes sense (laughs) yeah um well this is not really divorce related but I I thought it would be fun to talk about since we're on Christmas and holidays anyway are there any little traditions from your growing up that you purposely continued on with your kids? I know um, are li- this is, these are things that our listeners ask us all the time. Like what, you know, when you have this blank slate, what do you, what traditions do you start and which ones do you carry over from when you were growing up? So do any come to mind? Yeah. That-
1: well, you know, I grew up in a divorced home. And one thing that's funny is that there are certain things my mom did with us every year that I have not done with my kids. Mm. And now I'm kind of realizing those are things I'm, I might ha- have to start doing. For example, um, John always went and got the tree. I didn't really think about it. Right. And I remember super clearly the year that my parents divorced and my mom and I and my brother, and I, I think maybe all of us went, at least three siblings went and, um, went and like cut a tree down somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we'd done that. And I, I think my mom even like, had an axe and was cutting it i don't she i don't really trying, I remember like, it was like really the worst, on her game
0: yes. like really like it was, gonna she do was this. trying super hard
1: and yeah. it was like the worst charlie brown tree ever um but i do remember that like that pretty fondly just that memory of like really doing things very differently and trying something right like that so that's something that's going to be new but kind of a throwback now like yeah just like i skipped doing that before yeah and my mom and i used to always make an ornament together every year and that's mm-hmm. not something Thing. I have made ornaments with my kids, but that's not been a thing I've done every year. Right. So that's something I think would be nice this year because I, I kind of want the tree to look a little different. I want yeah. it to reflect the, the fact that things are different. Um, yeah. And um, I'm sure at some point we'll probably split up the ornaments, so I'll have yeah. fewer ornaments. So
0: I actually yeah, have I noticed lately, like the last couple of Christmases, I feel like we had influx of ornaments because when you get married and then have babies, yes. I feel like there's a lot of gifty ornaments. Or you go on yeah. your honeymoon, you get an ornament. Um, so, and then I just like noticed the last two or three years that like, we really hadn't added any either. No one gave us any and we hadn't bought any. And I always wish that I did that thing where every time you travel, you pick up a ornament. Oh, right. I think that's yeah. such a cute tradition. Start that people start that now. If you're not doing it, when yes. you, if you go on cool trips around wherever, um, picking up a little Christmas tree ornament or something, I think it can be a really cute. Tradition, But I actually want some new ornaments this year. I don't know if we'll make some or just even, you know, keep, be on the lookout and buy some or if anyone wants to send me an ornament. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, all that to say is there does sort of you do sort of plateau. Yes. On the on the acquisition of ornaments i felt like the tree got fuller and fuller and fuller with all the babies first christmas and then they make the ornaments in preschool and send them home and so for a while it's just adding and now i feel like we're not adding anymore so i need to start to add on my own for sure and i for a long time our one of our
1: rituals was to go buy a new ornament and every kid would buy a new ornament well you know multiply five kids by (laughs) however many years and our tree got so loaded up but then they started breaking so every year you lose a few of the glass ones and i just realized some of them were cheesy i didn't even like them like some of them were ones i'd gotten for probably for our wedding or maybe yeah. were handed down to me from some relative like 20 years ago and I just yeah. don't want them anymore so yeah.
0: I'm this year I think I will do a bit of a purge when it comes to Christmas stuff yeah and then maybe get some nicer new ones or exactly or, yeah I, yeah I love that idea um what about when you're when your kids were little like when you were in the phase where our, a lot of our listeners are were you intentional like did you get excited about okay we're gonna start new traditions or this is now going to be a tradition I think you were probably more like me where you just sort of let things happen and see where they went. But I I don't know because I didn't know you then.
1: Yeah, I I mostly just kind of did things and let them become tradition. But I will say I've always been pretty particular about certain holiday traditions. And I was I really hit hard from like day one or year one that I really wanted um, Christmas at that time, at least when my kids were really little to be very laid back and for us to not travel. And we've talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to travel on the holiday. I didn't want to go see family. I didn't want my extended family or my in-law's traditions to become mine by default, that was really important to me. I yeah. just wanted to preserve that family time Now, I know that's not going to last forever. I feel like I've been living in this bubble and having so many kids um and having been a parent now for so long and still be facing down so many more years. It's like there was a bubble of time when it was just yeah, children everywhere, and I could only take so much on, and I know that's going to change. That was that season of my life, and that season of my life is changing now, and at some point will be over. I mean, yeah that's just reality and at that point who knows maybe i'll spend the holidays in iceland or something
0: or bermuda Um, let's talk let's talk about that um what you just mentioned real quick let's go a little deeper in that because this is something a lot of our listeners have written to us about and that is like Starting to separate your own family traditions with your new nuclear family when you start having kids from the greater family, the in-laws and your parents, um, and specifically with where you want to spend time. I know we've talked about this before. I don't even know in which episode, but it's worth revisiting. And that is, I think you and I come down on the side of you have an opportunity to declare how things are going to be in your little family, and that doesn't mean you blow off your family at all. Um, And I know things are things get sticky and complicated if you know if. Christmas Eve has always been a multi-generational affair and now your baby goes to bed at 7 and the party doesn't even start till 7:30. Like right. I get it. I'm not trying to oversimplify but I just feel like you and I both come down on the side of especially if you have a good relationship with your partner and you guys are aligned, you get to say and you can say it like well in advance and just say, hey, we've been thinking about the holidays this year and we're going to come by Christmas Eve, but we're not going to stay long because we want our kids to you know, wake up in their own beds on Christmas morning. That's important to us. And this is like you get you just get to decide you get to do you. And I think sometimes when you're feeling unsure as a newer parent, you get sucked into those family dynamics and it's harder to back up. Out later I think yeah it's so. so much harder later and I yeah I, I
1: sort of accidentally ended <laughs> up drawing that line because I went to um to go visit some in-laws out in Buffalo New York Buffalo New York for um my first Christmas as a mom and nothing was the same so like and, and there's a lot in this I was very young you know yeah I was barely out of my parents house and here I am not only am I a mom but I'm with relative strangers because I didn't really know his extended family very well. And it's Christmas and I don't have a stocking and like none of the things that moored me and made me feel like it was the holiday. None of them were happening. And I'm spending the, and it's so funny because I probably at that point in my life, wasn't even self-aware enough to know what was wrong. Yeah. But I had just spent two hours at a party talking to a hundred people. I didn't know trying to find a place to nurse the baby. And like, it was so stressful and, um, I just like lost it. Yeah, It's like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not traveling in through snowstorms to drive, you know, 10 hours away to visit people and stay in this little tiny bedroom in, in his grandpa's house. And, and John totally got it. It was like, yeah, this is yeah. done. Like, this was what I did when I was a kid. But yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm not a kid anymore. Right. Turns out. Yeah. I get to decide too. And so we were always on the same page about that. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, like, yeah, it was, all it took was us going, oh, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And then we just didn't. And had we waited until things got really stressful and everyone yeah. expected us to come, it would have been worse. Yeah. Um, we did it one more time after that. We did it like once when um, maybe once again, like when Will was born or something. I can't remember. We did go back one time around the holiday, but we weren't there on Christmas Eve. And for whatever reason, that year was better. And yeah. I think it was probably because I drew probably just drew stronger yeah. boundaries and. I think our sleeping circumstances were better, whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't have to give up all the things about Christmas that I wanted. Yeah. And, um, and that I wanted our kids to have as well. So yeah, the sooner you do it, Have that
0: conversation. It's not easy, and I think didn't did we do an episode about this? I think what we we did did. last year, we answered listener questions, and I think that there was a listener question about this. So I'll dig that up. I'll dig up actually all of our holiday and tradition episodes if you want to just binge them. But um, yeah, and and we also I think if I remember correctly, there was a listener question when the families are within a drive of each other. That's also I think harder. I you had to go a long way to Buffalo, and I've always had in-laws and my family on totally separate sides of the country, which comes with its own challenges. But the good news is you can't do two Christmases. Like you can't be in the same place. on the same day. Whereas if you have everybody in the same town, that is a whole other that's harder, can yeah. of worms because you, you physically could drive to two Thanksgiving dinners and two New Year's Eve parties and two Christmas yep. opening, but you will go insane. And so you, like we said, you get to decide early on what that's going to look like. And I think in most families, everybody's going to be okay. Especially if you do it with love and mm-hmm. in the spirit of, you know, everybody wants to have a happy Christmas. And if you are driving around town with cranky babies you're not going to have a happy christmas so right exactly yeah that's our soapbox message <laughs> about that um well what about new year's let's just finish it up talking about yeah. um because i know that is a big one in your family well that, is, that'll that be we, the same this year well we skipped it last year oh because okay, last, yeah right.
1: because last year i put my foot down it was like look <laughs> and that that was hard there was some resistance because no i tend to be kind of the organizer of these big family events in my family for whatever reasons like if there's like a big get together, I'm usually the one whose idea it was or the one who like made it happen in some way. Right. And I just default. I just like I tend to be action oriented. I really like the idea of getting everyone together. And for whatever reason, I just end up in that position a lot. Well, last year, I just was not having it. I mean, the kids had just found out. um, Well, the kids found out at Thanksgiving last year about John and I. And then the holiday was going to be different, but he was still going to be in the house. And I just was like, no. It's not happening this year. And I wouldn't say, I mean, it was like, it was totally within my right to do that. And anybody else could have stepped in and be like, that's okay. I'll take it over. And no one did. And that's fine too. So it took a year off and this year we're going to go back to it. And my brother and his um, wife from Minnesota will come into town and my sister and her boyfriend and their family will come into town from Lansing and we will have just like the big old shindig just like we used to we just need I, I just I, need a year off <laughs>
0: i love new years as a fam new years eve as a family affair i feel like yes. it took me a long time to realize this because You know, when you're young and, like, without kids, then New Year's is kind of like a party holiday. And even, you guys know me, like, even when I was 25, I liked to go to bed early. So I would, like, I would go out to a party and it was fun. And then when I had new babies, there was no question. Like, I wasn't going anywhere and I kind of got bah humbug about it. But now that my kids can stay up, and they don't stay up till midnight yet, but they might stay up till... 10 and think it's amazing. And then, you know, we've done different things. We don't have the extended family that you do, but we've had another, another family, like family friends come over with their kids and just make it special. Let the kids dress up. I just, I'm really starting to grow to love new year's Eve in a totally different way than you ever do when you're young, but maybe almost more because it's just more my style. I think to be at somebody's house, not to be out fighting crowds. And yeah, it's, it's, it was never a holiday I loved, but I think I'm loving it as a family affair. So maybe I, I love, I love New Year's as a family thing. And I've yeah.
1: done it as a family thing for at least 15 years, more than that. In fact, I think the first time we all did Thanksgiving to, or um, New Year's Eve together as a family was we went to Great Wolf Lodge oh, yeah. in Wisconsin Dells, I believe. And that was super fun too, because they have a big party and there's all these kids in like swimsuits yeah. and stuff. We had just been in, <laughs> like we had just been in the, um, water park all day and we like let the kids take naps because they were quite small at the yeah. time and they didn't all stay up till midnight but some did my sister had older kids and then we yeah. all ended up going out into the lobby and there was this big countdown and it was so fun yeah and then after that we just started doing them at, at my house or my um brother's house or my parents house whatever however we ended up and I have to say like last year I did New Year's I went out to a bar like and there was like a like, dance party and it like was, people do as as it was one does boring i did yeah. not it was no different than any saturday night i could have had at that and it's same so place expensive and it was and- expensive and just i don't know and then last night i was hanging out with some friends of mine who don't have kids yet and just got married not too long ago when they were saying how new year's eve is always like when they were really young, it was fun, but there's like, that's always the holiday that they can't be guaranteed. There's going to be anything going on. They might not find anyone to do something with. And they might end up at a party that
0: stinks. Yeah. There's a lot of potential disappointment because there's a lot of expectations built in. You spend money, you get a sitter or you don't have, you don't need to get a sitter. So yeah, I'm, I am really loving it as a potential family get together or family friends with kids included. So I love that. Okay. So Megan, we made it through all of the holidays and talked a lot about traditions, but we realized that we really need to do a part two on this and kind of get back to talking about rituals, routines, things that don't, aren't necessarily tied to the winter holidays. So I think we should just continue this next week. What do you think? I think that's a fantastic idea. We have space in our schedule. And, um, so tune back in with us next week and we're going to get back into more of the weekly rituals, the things that make things special all year long and those routines because this is a really fun topic and but I did really love hearing kind of how things are looking for you guys so I know our listeners will appreciate the update as well from you Um, if you guys are new to Megan's story it was episode 104 when Megan you kind of shared what was going on with you and um that would be a good one to go back and listen to and I will link as well to our other holiday and traditions episodes Um, so before we wrap, just a quick reminder that Katie is joining me very shortly. So stay on for that. And also definitely go check out HelloFresh. So, um, that promo code for HelloFresh is momhour30 and you can get it at hellofresh.com. It's $30 off your first week. So we will be back with you guys next week. See you then. It's Sarah here, and I am back with Katie Addis. Hey, Katie. Hey, Sarah. So if you're listening to this segment for the first time, Katie is a new-ish mom. She has two little ones who are about two and a half or almost three and three one in December yeah and just turned one and so what Katie and I do once a month or so is she comes on and we just talk about her life in this stage um, and we usually talk about one struggle one success and something she's discovered recently so I feel like this has been a while I know we sometimes batch record these and do a bunch so we haven't sat down together in a while so happy you're yeah. here
2: um so what have you got for us today well, yeah, we can just dive right in. So, for a struggle, this unfortunately has been going on for about a year and a half. Oh. And my daughter's pull-ups. So, Anna Lee, she's the toddler. She still wears pull-ups for naps and night sleep, mm-hmm. and those pull-ups are not pulling their weight. Oh, really? Yeah, so like soaking through, soaking through. I mean, this. I mean, I'm telling you, I've I've dealt with this now for about a year and a half since she was about 18 months old. So okay. back then, I was. Big and pregnant. Yeah. So leaning over into that crib oh. to not only get a soaked baby but then to change soaked sheets and a soaked crib protect or the the fitted yeah, yeah, yeah. mattress protector, yeah. you know, even though that's waterproof, thank God. So, okay. I'm kind of fascinated by this because I have kids who stayed in pull-ups for a long
0: time age-wise. So my almost five-year-old is still in a pull-up at night. And in fact, side story, we ran out of them and she, she is dry sometimes, but not enough for me to, you know. And so last night I thought, well, you'll be dry just one night. And she wasn't. So my kids wear pull-ups a long time age-wise, but I've never had They don't go very much. Does that make sense? Like they still need them. Um, two of my three kids have needed them up to age five almost, but
2: But I've never had, so is she just, it's that much liquid? It's that much liquid. So we've, we've tried different interventions. So first of all, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the brands that we use. So we use Kirkland. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the story about Kirkland? Yeah. Are they made by Huggies? Yeah. Okay. Same thing. But specifically designed for Kirkland only. Right. So we use Kirkland and so that's our first um, kind of fact. We have sized up. Okay. That was one tip given to me. And that kind of staved off the problem, I feel like, for a little while until she kind of met up with the current size. I guess we could try sizing up again. We haven't in a while. And then uh, we have cut off liquid. Yeah. Which that works to a point until a night when I realized, oh, wow, she really hasn't drunk much today. Right. My, ki- so,
0: my kids do that too. They're they, they thirsty at the end of the
2: day and you exactly. realize they might be a little behind on their hydration and then you're not going to deny them. I know that's the same with me. Yes. So I have a hard time sometimes uh, depriving her yeah. obviously right. what she needs. So um, and then I've even gone so far as to use extra feminine napkins like oh, in uh-huh. in the diaper or the pull up. Does that work? Um, it worked, but it's an extra step, yeah, and it's kind of just precariously yeah. in there. Yeah. And have you ever tried two, just like two pull-ups? I've not done the double bagging. Maybe I, I mean, need to do that.
0: I feel like I remember that tip for babies. I mean, I don't know why it would be. I I think when I've heard that tip, it was for younger babies going th- who are sleeping through the night but wetting through their diapers. Um, but I don't know why it would be any different for Pomona. Yeah, okay, I that mean, makes it's sense. Twice as expensive. Which I know, is tough. that's the
2: thing. I know, twice as environmentally. Or I wonder if, like, um, you know, the swim diaper, like, yeah, like that
0: you wear over, like, kind of decorative, that sort of thicker, like, foamy swim diaper. Not a disposable oh, swim diaper. Yes, okay. But, like, the kinds that they the make reusable. With, yes, yeah. And they're sort of like, they're like the old, like, bloomers. They look like little bloomers. Yes. And so they,
2: they're washable, but they yeah. are just made of that, like, absorbent... Yeah. I wonder if something like that... Over a pull-up, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe double bag her with something reusable as yeah. the second Exa- as layer. The layer of defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I don't
0: know, but I feel like listeners will definitely... I don't even have to ask. I know people are already, like, texting us and emailing <laughs> us right now <laughs> because you can't be the only one. I just haven't had that. And it's funny because... You know, like I said, it's not that I don't have kids who need nighttime pull-ups. I do. And in fact, it takes them quite a while to be
2: dry at night. But they just, they're going, but not that much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've never had a dry night ever. So we're waiting for that first. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, again, my two of my three kids didn't
0: until they were four. So that's that part's normal. I think Megan and I have both talked about that on the show, that it's it's, you cannot potty train a kid at night. That's a totally different developmental thing.
2: Milestone. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. This is perfect. My next thing, which is my discovery, it will compensate for my environmental waste of diapers, <laughs> which is uh, my rediscovery, actually. I used these with Anna Lee of reusable food pouches.
0: okay. Have you used this before? No, because pouches were barely a thing when my kids were... I mean, just applesauce or something, but not as much for my kids. So okay. I've always been curious
2: yeah okay so these reusable pouches they are really amazing they're very sturdy and durable so you know i'm sure moms out there if you've never used these you're kind of thinking well i hope it's better than even a double lock zip lock bag right. it right. really is i mean right. the, that seal okay. is airtight okay and i've put all sorts of different purees in there my newest favorite thing to put in is i'll just buy a big tub of yogurt okay Stick in yogurt, maybe mix in some applesauce from a right. big jar. So it's a it's a money saver, right? Totally, yeah. And it's totally environmentally friendly. Yeah, that friendly. is great. And so, does the opening look like the squeeze pouch, like that you would buy in the store? Like they kind of yes. suck on it. Yes. Now, how do you clean that? Okay, so you open the the Ziploc filler uh-huh. end, and then you can use really a bottle brush. Okay, and then maybe a, a skinny little brush that you would use for a straw. Right. To uh, Clean out the spout, yeah, portion, and probably if you got to it right away, exactly. Okay, that's Which, my.
0: We we all know that I leave dishes in the sink. <laughs> right. Like that would right. be my fear is like the caked on grossness
2: and days that you yeah. leave for vacation. Yeah. Yeah. you just no <laughs> pouches. Yeah, no. but so the company, um, and this is non-sponsored, but okay. but it's a great. I'm telling you, this line is great. So it's We Sprout okay. is the company. We as in W E E. Okay, Sprout, and they come in a three, five, and seven ounce size and I use the five ounce that's awesome and you could do that all the way from starting
0: solids right is there any reason a little baby no yeah no reason yeah so yeah none of this was really invented when my kids were quite that young um, okay, that's really cool. So we'll link to that
2: We Sprout in the show notes. Yeah, awesome. So my success, which by the way are kind of hard to come by in this <laughs> stage of life, do you feel like if small you, successes? I know <laughs> small successes, but don't tell people there's no success. There are successes, but they're just not as abounding as right. the struggles. It seems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's maybe a two to one ratio. But um, anyway, so my struggle is I weaned Luke. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, did I say struggle or yeah. success? success. My success is that I weaned Luke, and I feel like it's one step towards me kind of reclaiming my body yeah. for me. Yeah. And one of the things when you start breastfeeding is your body stops producing the prolactin uh-huh. and some oxytocin, apparently. Okay. But the prolactin, I, I believe, is related to the loosening of okay. joints and uh-huh. ligaments. And yeah. so I'm hoping, and I've been told by some doctors that... Once you start breastfeeding stuff should tighten up mm-hmm. more and I did suffer um from a little bit of prolapse. Okay. And so I'm hoping stuff will yeah. ascend yes. again because there's not that yeah. laxity. Yeah. So I've it's just been a good yeah, feeling like feeling. Yeah. I just feel freer. Yeah. And not as I know I know some moms see it as really bittersweet. Yeah. And my parting is mostly sweet.
0: Yeah, I, I was always pretty much okay. Like pretty happy about it. Like, you know, it's like, yes, in theory, it's bittersweet. And in theory, especially like when I knew it was like my last baby and I did nurse her longer. Okay. But still, I agree. More sweet than bitter. Just to like sort of uh, simplify. It's just like any other rite of passage, like you're done with diapers or you're done with Five-point harness car seats, like I am now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no. you can make it. Yeah, everybody buckles themselves. Congratulations, in my car, right? success for you. I know. Um, like you can, you can find the sadness in there, but there's a whole lot that gets easier, and there's a whole lot of happiness. There's a whole that. lot of bras that are better. Like, yeah, yes, <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, thanks, Katie. Yeah. Um, if you guys loved this, uh, we will link up Katie's other segments in the show notes, and she will be back with us in a few weeks. Talk to you soon. Bye.